You're listening to Medicinal Minutes with Megan Mazingo. This is the Medicinal Minute with Megan Mazingo. And today I have a friend, a mentor, business mentor, um, author, inner healer, painter. Uh, I mean, Alice, you have done so many cool things. So uh, it's an honor to talk to you today. And could you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Sure. It's my delight to be here. Thank you so much. Um, I am kind of a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> so, and I kind of warn people that, you know, probably it's better to do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> it gets a little crazy. <laughs> uh, but I'm an, I'm a fine artist. I'm also a graphic designer and, and do a lot, work a lot in the indie um, book world, which um, I'm also an independent author. I've published more than 30 books of different sorts. So uh, that's been a fun adventure. And then um, I have business coaching. I'm also the creative director of Indie Author Magazine and um, involved in several things over there and have my own inner healing practice. Um, where I help people um, clear the blocks that are keeping them from becoming everything that God's created and, and called them to be. So part of, I, I think, kind of the, it sounds like I do a lot of different things, and I do, but the, the kind of the unifying factor of everything that I've done throughout my life, including my degree, which is occupational therapy, is that I help people achieve their goals um, through whatever kind of medium that I'm working in at the moment, then that's, that is my, my purpose and my, um, I guess, calling and gifting through those things. So even through my artwork, that's my, um, my intention when I'm creating is to bring peace to the atmosphere in order that people can hear the voice of the spirit. They can then be released to do everything that God's created them to do. So that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's great. And that's really cool that you, you even said the word released to do the voice of the Holy spirit. And if we're blocked, we're not going to have a release. Right. So right. that's, that's right. really the whole, there's been a thread guys. If you've been listening for any <laughs> amount of time, there is a thread of having your spirit come forward, being released back to you to, um, become more whole with our triune being of spirit, soul, and body. So Alice, with inner healing, that makes room for our spirit to come forward. How have you seen people reconnect to their spirit um, as they move past blockages? And um, maybe even like, what would a block look like to people who are listening? Um, well, and kind of like in, like we've heard a lot of the glass ceiling and they they've talked about it historically in reference to women in the workplace that they can't progress past. We all have our own kind of glass ceilings where through our just kind of like our own giftings, our own life experiences, whatever, we can go so far, but then we hit something and we can't go any further and it doesn't, you can try and go around it or you can, um, and I can't remember off the top of my head, what I, re I read a book and I'm like, oh my word, that's such a great picture. I can't remember the, the phrase that he used, but it's also where you can only, you only feel like you're allowed so much happiness, so much joy, so much success. So a lot of like the midlife crisis that they talk about that, that men 
and now women more so um, in the, the business realm go through where they reach a certain level of success and then their life falls apart. And part of that is because they have this block. They have this mental belief that up to here is only where I'm, I'm okay. I can't go beyond that. So if I go beyond that in business, then I have to pull myself back down under that, that level. Um, and it can be, it can also be kind of like another picture of as you're going along your journey and it's something that trips you up, like literally a block in your, <laughs> in your yeah. path that trips you up no matter, you know, no matter what happens um, to you or, or how you try and go around it, it keeps showing up in the, in the same place. So, and that it can be mental, emotional, it can be physical, it can manifest itself in, in a lot of different ways. So, I mean, at, at the heart, it's all the enemy, but, right. you know, and I think, uh, an interest, this is going to ruffle people's feathers. So, uh, brace yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the spirit of religion and like westernized Christianity really puts a ton of blocks from our spirit being able to come forward because we've been conditioned to believe that we're supposed to only stand after we have our armor on. We're not supposed to actually use our armor, like actually yeah. in war. <laughs> you just stand there and like, yeah. okay, now you've stood for forever. Um, yeah. And like, that's not effective in a spirit forward life at all. Like we have yeah. to be engaged with our spirit. Yeah. And depending on your, um, your religious tradition, um, that, that looks different in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't grow up in a, a charismatic type um, environment. We definitely believed in the whole, it wasn't cessationist, but it's like, you know, most of that stuff happened in China or Africa. <laughs> Right. Not so much here. So, you know, we, you had those kinds of, you work hard and you, and you kind of do for yourself. When I kind of discovered more of the charismatic thing, there, there's a lot of, you just believe it and then it happens for you. And I'm like, okay, both are true and both are false mm -hmm. at the same time. We, we need to have faith. We need to believe that God will do the miraculous, that he will do. He has healing for us. He has breakthrough for us. He has all of these great things. And I've seen him do amazing things, um, amazing and miraculous things. But I've also seen where he gives me an idea or something to walk out that creates the breakthrough. Yes. He, he gives me, I need to participate in that. I am not just a, okay, I'm here you know, right. I have to be an active participant, not just a receiver of, of, and so I think in, in both cases you have, um, and I, I find that so much in Christendom that, that we tend to go from one extreme to the other. And the truth is, is in the middle somewhere mm -hmm. where we, we need, it's both. And we need like both the works, like a pendulum swing sort of thing where, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. And I and think a lot and I don't think the enemy cares which, which direction we swing so long as we never stay here in the middle, right. because right. He, as, if we never get the truth, the fullness of the truth, then we're, we're never going to get past our blocks. We're never going to be able to become and to do and to be everything that we were created to be. Yeah. So, you know, he, he really, um, I, I think, and for Christians, especially, um, I think he tends to get us more in re religious ways than necessarily sin. So, you know, our, our idolatry isn't going to look like, um, 
you know, a full on pagan altar in the living room, you know, it's going to look like, well, I can't do this until I, you know, or my prayers, like God has to do this for me if I do this, right. You know, it gets into that more manipulative prayer and heart posture. So like the, like entitlement Christianity of, well, mm -hmm. I expect God to be my genie in a bottle and just kind of, mm -hmm. if I pray this prayer, then God's going to manifest yeah. my will for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, that's not Christianity, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, not a relationship with Jesus. No. It's actually called witchcraft. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So have you seen what in your inner healing practice, what has it been like when you see someone reconcile their spirit back to themselves after not having had access to their spirit after not, after being blocked for so long, what does that look like in your practice? it can look like so many different things, but I think kind of most commonly, um, and I, I think you kind of tend to attract people who are similar to you. And, and the, and so I tend to work with a lot of people who go into business for some odd reason. <laughs> so, or artists, you know, I, I've, I've got kind of those, um, but so what that looks like very commonly for my clients is that they, um, it's like, they're kind of going along and oftentimes they're just like, I don't, I just don't know what I want to do. I, they're, they're, they know that they're not where they want to be, but they don't even know what that looks like anymore because they have so either because of trauma, um, lies that they believed that, 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 that dream inside their heart is wrong and is not of God. And so they, when we uncover the, the lies, we break those off, then they're like, Oh, I've always wanted to do this, you know, and it, it's, it's like they, um, they're almost at first kind of afraid to, to even say it. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's um, we're, we're, we're not meant to all be the same. So God has immense creativity and immense diversity of, of plans for our lives. So, you know, just because it doesn't look like what your parents did or everybody in your world doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. So, and a lot of times that's what the enemy does is, is he's like, well, you can't do that because no one's ever done it before. You don't know anybody that's done it that, that way. It's like, well, you know, there was a first time for everything. <laughs> bless the trailblazers. Just, yeah. I bless yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and he hides, I think, um, and the enemy I'm convinced I, and this is kind of one of those theological conundrums that I wrestle with because I don't believe that he can read our thoughts. I don't, he doesn't have, he's not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. He is a finite created being like we are, um, you know, of a different sort, obviously, but, but he, so he can't, he does, he is not like a, an opposite of God because he, he was created by God. So he has distinct limitations, um, but I'm convinced that he knows either from studying humanity for, you know, all these millennia or by some other re or the reason that he kind of knows what the, the blessings or the, the giftings on our bloodlines are, He's, because he seems to know far more than we do what we were gifted and created to be. Um, so much so that oftentimes, if, if there's an area of your life that has seen a significant amount of attack, 
most likely that's because that's what God wants you to do. And the enemy above all else does not want you to do that thing. You can do whatever else you want. Just don't do that thing. <laughs> Cause that would make oh. for a very, very dangerous yeah. son or daughter of the most high God. And that Absolutely. would be destructive. Absolutely. That's what you're supposed to do friends. Yeah. Be destructive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, and we were, we were created to take dominion. We were created to, um, you know, to seize ground. There's so much language that we've, I think, overly poeticized and, and especially in Western Christendom, because we've had it very easy, um, you know, over the last hundred years or so. Um, but we, there's a lot of warlike, very violent language uh, when it talks about being a Christian and walking through life and taking background. And so it's, if you actually read it, it's, it's fairly violent. It's there. It's there. Yeah. yeah it's it's, and it's there. And, and, and it's not, and it's not violent in like the brutal. Um, and I think that's part of it too, because we've, we've equated, um, we've equate, equated violence with negativity always, as opposed to, um, and I, we don't have the right language. I think we think we've lost the the distinction in our language. Um, I think there's also an element of like victim mentality that mm -hmm. our culture has. And so yeah. when we say the word dominion, because of the woundedness in our life, if we have ever been domineered by someone in a yes. predatory way, then yeah. that's the only thing that we think of when it comes right. to dominion. Yeah. And really the Lord allows us to have authorized authority and power to bring in his goodness. And if we believe that God is all good, then the right. dominion that we bring in the redemption of the land to the redemption to the land that we bring through his dominion is going to end up being good because yeah. the source is good. It br well, it brings freedom. It brings yeah. all good things. It doesn't bring bondage. And I think that that's the, um, you know, like right now, just in this cultural moment, there's a lot of talk about being the oppressor versus the oppressed. Mm -hmm. And that is a very godless system that there always has to be an oppressor. There always has to be an oppressed. That isn't God at no. all. So that he came to set us free. So that freedom is freedom. That's you're not, you are not oppressed nor are you oppressing anyone else. Yeah. So that's, and that's that. a huge, that can even be that mindset can even just be a huge block to mm -hmm. your spirit coming forward and being big to be yeah. dangerous and to go and do things that the mm -hmm. Lord has called you to do. So yeah. with that, you have an entire book on anxiety <laughs> and I'm lots of people, regardless of their belief system, struggle mm -hmm. with anxiety. Yeah. So, um, that's a huge block to spirit forward living. What are the physical manifestations of that? And I mean, in my own practice with herbs, we use the, we use nervines quite frequently <laughs> to calm the nervous system. Um, how have you seen that manifest in a physical issue because it's an emotional and energy in motion kind of thing that's landing in the body? Mm -hmm. The, a lot of times I'll, I'll see people who, um, have anxiety attacks a lot of times they're they have sought medical healing or herbal healing or whatever um so I I tend to get people that are like I have tried everything else and I'm still um and what happens a lot of times with any kind of traumatic thing 
Um, and anxiety definitely can in and of itself, it can result from trauma, but it also can be very traumatic. Um, if you um, are just like kind of the classic um, anxiety attack where, you know, your heart's racing and you're sweating and you're just like in panic and you're just looking everywhere for the threat and looking for a way out. And um, you just, you know, you're, you're all your senses are heightened because you're, you are on high, high alert because there is some form of imminent danger, um, which most of the time in today's world that it isn't a true danger, but for whatever reason, something has resonated, it's triggered something within us that reminds us of, of some kind of situation. It can also be generational, um, but that's kind of a whole other realm. <laughs> So, but I, I work a lot with um, the, the body's energetic system and when, and this is where it gets a little, a little, again, I, I need to come up with my own vocabulary. <laughs> so when, when I talk about the, the energy work that I do is not woo-woo energy. They're, they're, the meridian system within the body works much like our nervous system. It's a subtler form of energy. And that seems to be where all of kind of our emotional content resides, and it can get stuck. So a lot of times what happens with, with anxiety and other issues, there is something that's stuck there. And because we've not worked through it, we've not processed it, it hasn't been healed, then it's just like a raw bruise. So just like if you get a bruise, then most of the time it doesn't hurt until you bump it. And then you're like, ah, it, that's, that's a trigger, but we call it in, in my world, a trigger. Um, and that's when you are overreacting to a present circumstance because you've got a deeper wound that just got, that just got triggered. So you just hit that deeper bruise. And so you're responding to today as well as back then. Um, so when you're able to release that inner trauma, then you're able to more accurately assess your, your current situation. You are now responding. You're not just reacting, you're responding to what's really around. So um, I've, I've had, and it's kind of interesting, inner healing tends to be one of those things where it, it can so completely disappear for you that you have to try and remember what it was like before. So, so it's, it's just kind of like this whole thing. So I have to remember to ask people, so have you done this? Oh, no, you know what? I just the other day, I talked to whoever and they normally, you know, trigger me or I'm normally really stressed. Didn't bother me a bit. I was fine, you know? <laughs> so like, I love that you mentioned that because so many times people don't even become friends with other people because they mm -hmm. feel triggered and whatever, mm -hmm. whatever's manifest, let's say someone's living in their God-given design, but another yeah. person isn't, and there's still an insecurity and they're still in the blocked voice. And there's, they're yeah. still framing their entire worldview of that person's big. Therefore I'm displaced. Now I'm small trigger, trigger, yeah. trigger. Yeah. When, when we move past those blocks and realize there is more than enough space at Abba's table for everyone to function yeah. and flow in their own design. There's yeah. so much mercy and there's yeah. so much kindness there. Yeah, 
Um, and that those triggers, like you were mentioning, knowing what the trigger is and then going back into that space where it would have, you know, like you would have just lost it mm-hmm. and like whatever your defense mechanism is to protect when yeah. that protector portion isn't up anymore and you're able to sit in that space and, and be, and just be. Mm-hmm. who you are, that's yeah. healing. And that's redemptive. And a lot of times people need to write it down because the healing yeah. comes. <laughs> and like you were saying, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that used to be me, but we're now moving from glory to glory and yeah. from newness to like newness to newness. It's like yeah. being washed by the water of mm-hmm. the word. And like the healing goes deep there. Yeah. And I think we're able to then differentiate because uh, so I think getting triggered can look the same, look and feel the same, regardless of whether or not it's it's a true threat or not. So sometimes we're triggered by people like you were talking about who are not meaning us harm, they're meaning us good, or they're completely oblivious to us entirely. Right. They're just living their life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're threatened by something within them, which, you know, sometimes again, can be a cue that uh, you might want to see what it is about them that's triggering you. Cause that may be a clue yeah. to your, to your design. Um, because oftentimes people attack other people, the most who are walking in freedom, the people mm-hmm. that are, they attack the people walking in freedom because they should be, and they're not. Oh, that's so, so good. There, so, so you tend to be like, you're like, well, if I can't, you can't. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. You need to flip that. If they can, you can yeah. walk in freedom. Um, but there, there are some people who are not safe and they're not good. Uh, so being able to be healed from the trigger to say, okay, that's an unhealthy person. So, you know, I can bless them and I can just limit and I can, I can take their words for, and recognize that they're a wounded person, but that yeah. doesn't reflect on me. Yeah. And that, so, that takes maturity and your, your healing to, yeah. to separate. Okay. This is their playing field and this isn't going to come into my realm <laughs> or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. So body meridians and tapping you, <laughs> you taught me this more in depth and I, I was slightly familiar with it, but I wasn't as familiar with it when I first started working with you as I am now. Can you tell us a little about that and how you work that into not just your inner healing practice, but even your business? Because if, if you are a business owner, um, you know, that there are mental pathways and mental blocks (laughs) tapping can super help. So tell us about that. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, there are believed to be 12 main meridians, um, and they're associated with organs, although they're not specific just to that organ. Um, and they are, if you've ever seen like an, an image of the, the, ner- the nervous system and in the body, that there's kind of like all this, it's a little map. And the energy flows in this map. For the meridian system, for the nervous system, it goes like from your brain to your spine and then out. In the meridian system, it's more circular. And each of the meridians are also circular. And they, they believe that they each kind of, that your body is designed for the energy to flow through all 12 of those meridians two hours at a time throughout the day. So if you have, and again, when I'm talking energy, I mean literal energy. 
um, just like the um, the electricity that's in in your walls that's you know turned the light on for you. It's it's a similar. It's a physical, literal energy. Um, so when you have, and there are different emotions tied to, and kind of one of when I first learned about it, um, I learned about the Meridian system in OT school. It was just briefly mentioned because um, OT doesn't address that specifically. But I was like, okay, that sounds really kind of creepy. Um, and then I, when I learned about the the technique that I do, I'm like, oh. And I noticed that there were a lot of like the the biblical when the Bible talks about. Um, some of the emotions like the, like fear being tied to the kidneys and, and that kind of thing. That is actually, that's the, you know, the ancient Chinese or whoever else have to, yes, that is on the meridian system. That's, it's tied to that. So it's kind of like a confirming um, kind of thing, but you can get negative emotions stuck in that system. And it, and it, it's just like a block. So if you picture kind of like water flowing, just because that's a, an easier picture to visualize, and it's supposed to be going down a riverbed, but you put a dam up there, then it's not going to let as much water flowing through. So all of this pressure is going to build up back behind there um, until, you know, it can break the dam or, or whatever, or it's keeping you from just living your life to the full. So the... I use primarily circuitry and intention. There's also tapping, like you mentioned. There's several different ways of kind of getting the that energy, releasing the negative energy so that all of the energy can flow like God designed it to you in your body. And then you can um, kind of carry on and do whatever it is he's created you to do. So, yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you even brought up uh, TCM, <clears throat> traditional Chinese medicine, which is herbalism, because... Um, those modalities where emotions are stored in the body, they can have like a, a specific energetic to them, like a dryness or a hot, cold, damp. All of that is how a lot of herbalists address issues within the body, because some of those emotions are creating a physical manifestation of that blocked emotion. Mm -hmm. um, so like bladder issues, kidneys, Fear, it, it goes back to, I spoke about it on a different podcast of fear, shame, control. If someone has incontinence, they're unable to control something. So control is manifesting at some point. Mm -hmm. um, if they're afraid and then they, they do not release things that should be released, mm -hmm. that can show up as well in a physiological way. And so the reason why this entire podcast is about spirit forward living um, is because healing in the physical will only get so far before it becomes blocked. And then there has to be something deeper because we are a trained being and we need our soul to be restored, which is what the Lord tells us he's going to do. He will restore our soul, but yeah. we have to also bless our soul and bless our spirit to be who they were created to be as well. So that was really interesting and helpful yeah. information about the meridians. Yeah. And that's, and I, there's a lot of times people will come to me and of course there isn't, I can't say that I can fix X, Y, or Z physical thing with what I do that, that hasn't, um, it's not been tested. It hasn't been, you know, gone through all the science stuff, um, to be actually shown to be, 
you know, like, yes, this will do this, just like they go do the trials for penicillin or whatever, you know, they, so they know it does what it, what it says on the tin. Um, so those tests haven't been done. But I have noticed repeatedly throughout my practice, um, and this is what I, I tell people, that oftentimes if you have a physical issue and you have tried everything, you have tried everything, um, then if you can, oftentimes, and not always, oftentimes there is some emotional or sp spiritual component that is blocking what you're doing in the natural realm. So if you address that, then you know, you're, you're good to go. And it, it resolves very quickly and easily. I've had people that with chronic um, and generational, like a family bloodline of high blood pressure, you know, they've had a couple sessions and it can be as quick as one session. I can't ever guarantee because I don't ever know. You know, I, I always want, like, I want a spiritual x-ray. Right. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can scan and say, okay, right. it's three sessions because we need to do this, this, and this. And then, you know, <laughs> right. I, I yeah, haven't invented that yet. Um, so, but you know, there, I had one girl, she had a whole family history of, of high blood pressure. She was on medication, um, had a session with me. That's exactly what, where, where the session went to. So, and she sent me a picture of her normal blood pressure reading an hour later. Amazing. So, oh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I always and, recommend then you go back to and talk to your doctor, which, you know, sure. I don't have that conversation, but. <laughs> Sure. So it's interesting that you even mentioned that sometimes if you're not getting anywhere with the modality that you've been trying when, especially for physical healing, mm -hmm. typically in my practice, we get the cast offs so of I've tried yeah. everything. <laughs> I've tried everything in allopathic medicine. What yeah. can you do for me? And first and foremost, we got to address some stuff that's going on in the spirit first. And so mm -hmm. like in my practice, we're not for everyone. Like we're literally not for everyone. And some of what we do might be, um, different in function, but we have to bring honor to our entire being, not just a portion of our being, or we're still going to remain divided. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your art, your prophetic art business. <laughs> I, I just love this because I, I used to paint a long time ago, um, I don't know if I want to call myself an artist, more like a dabbler, but uh, I really do love painting. So um, with your prophetic art business, obviously this all comes from your spirit and it's led by Holy Spirit to do these prophetic artworks. Can you tell us what that looks like, how that looks like for you and your prophetic art business? Sure. Um, and I, from my, just my experience, I seem to do it a lot different kind of backwards um, from a lot of people. I don't ever, and you know, this is kind of semi-terrifying um, that when I'm painting at an, event, at an event or if I'm I'm doing a piece for someone, uh, a personal prophetic piece, I don't, I rarely, I shouldn't say I don't ever, um, there have been like, I think twice in my career where I had a picture and then I painted that thing. But you know, the vast percentage of the time, I have zero idea. I'm standing there, you know, in front of a group of people <laughs> with a blank board and paints. And I just, I just get started. Um, and for me, painting was one of the ways where God spoke to me the clearest. Um, when I was still kind of in my, my left brain, I have a, a degrees in science. So I spent a lot of my 
a lot of my life on my left brain. Um, so then I kind of swung to the right and um, I always mess up all of those left brain, right brain things. <laughs> so, but artwork was, and the way I paint is I am literally just, I'm playing with the paint and I'm just going to see what it wants to be when it grows up. I don't have, I've taken all the art classes and, and for me, I was always, and I, I, I've read something where you're always frustrated because it looks like you painted it. And, and that is kind of the point of artwork is that it's your painting. <laughs> your essence is in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, it just never looked when I, when I had something in mind, it never looked like that thing. So I just found great freedom in just playing with the paint and seeing. And through that process, I, I started to recognize the voice of the Lord in that, that he would speak to me during, during those times where I'm kind of, I'm, um, it, it's not, I wouldn't say that I'm in a trance or I'm not, um, you know, I'm fully in touch with reality. I'm not, you know, anything, it's not anything super spiritual or woo, but I'm just not intentionally thinking about anything in particular. And so those little, you know, that little whispery voice of the Lord can flit across. And I, I started to learn to pay attention to that. So, um, and it's, it, to me, um, I mean, if you can write leg legibly, you can be, you can draw, you can paint, you can, if you choose to devote the time um, to do that, then you can. It's not, that's a skill. It isn't necessarily, um, and I, it's the same thing with hearing the Lord. That isn't anything, I am of course special and unique as we all are, you know, we're all individual and unique and, but that ability to hear the Lord is not unique to me. It mm -hmm. may look different in my life because I'm a unique individual, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that doesn't, um, that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm better or more spiritual or, or whatever. Sure. A, just, a, a practical way to kind of sum that up is as a mom, the way I interact with my oldest, he's going to receive my words mm -hmm. completely different than my daughter will. Yeah. And I even have a little baby and he receives what I say and do to him at this stage in life, completely different than my other two kids right now. Yeah. So that's the same thing with like Holy spirit speaking to you people. Yeah. You're going to receive from the Holy Spirit in the way that God designed you to receive from the Holy Spirit. That might be with art. Um, yeah. I know for a fact, my husband, it is not like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's receiving from the Lord when he's driving really, really fast yeah. on like a track. <laughs> I'm like, go for it, babe. Yeah. Enjoy. yeah and, but I, I think that that's um, kind of getting back to what we were saying before. Don't, don't let anybody else's experience make you feel less than. You know, if that's something that's calling to you, then find out how you can tap into that. Um, you know, I, I, I am an explorer. I am, um, I'm not very risk averse within limits. I, I, I like to think things through, but then I'll just eventually I'll just jump in and do stuff. So I'm, I am somewhat fearless. In a lot of ways. <laughs> so, so for, for me, like if something within my story is resonating with you, then know that I have walked before you to show you that this is a way that this can happen. Yeah. Um, and, and so eventually things always in my artwork um, and 
just like in our lives, sometimes I will get to a point in my artwork where I'm like, this is the worst thing I have ever done. It is horrible. I hate it. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, you know, and that's, it's again, if I'm in front of other people, it's even more terrifying. But if I push through that and I continue, those have become my favorite pieces. And I don't know what it is about that, that process that mimics so much of our life experiences Mm -hmm. where it's, you have to go through the dark night to get to the morning. Um, But, and that's, and I've had, um, I have one piece in particular where I actually put on my science hat and and did kind of like an informal survey study where one of the things that I, I heard when I was painting that was you just need to ask, you need to ask me for what you want. I have it for you. I mean, it's a picture of an angel holding things. And um, I received a breakthrough through that painting and, uh, and many other people did as well. And they have, so my experiment was, um, you know, if the prints would also carry that same anointing, because obviously there's only one original um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it did. So wow. everyone, I think nearly everybody that I, I'd have to go back and look at the exact stats but I think everybody that I heard back from, which it wasn't, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. So um, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. But they all received breakthrough in at least one area of their life that they were wanting to. And sometimes it was several. That's an impact. That's just an impact yeah. of someone living from their design, mm-hmm. like Abba given design, you know. And this is such a cool thing because when we start to honor, other believers for being who they were designed to be within the ramifications that God has ordained for them. We're going to see much, much more breakthrough, much more healing, much more restoration, just because you're doing you with Jesus, you know, like, and it's so cool because the healing just continues to flow forth. It's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of why that's my, my goal in, in life is to see everybody um, become who God created them to be because it, it's partly altruistic. You know, I, I love to see people just, you know, receiving that joy of, oh, great, this, I can do this. Like, this is me. This is really who I was designed to be. And then part of it's selfishness because the, the more people that we have who are operating out of their spirit, who are doing the thing that God created them to do, being the person that they were created to be, the easier life is going to be for all of us. You know, there's, there is that cumulative breakthrough that happens when you're all moving forward. And I think partly like we were talked about earlier, part of it is because we're no longer fighting with each other. We can work in communion and and cooperation with each other, honoring each other's gifts for the place that they have in in the, the world. So, but yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> you also mentioned just a second ago about some of the paintings that you thought were going to be terrible and uh, ended up being the best ones that you like, like mm-hmm. some of your favorites because yeah. there was productive pain and you pushed through that. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because there are places in physical healing where there is a productive pain that has to take place yeah. in our soul. There's productive pain that has to take place mm-hmm. with acknowledging triggers and like knowing, okay, what is this? And then asking Jesus to come and help. And then even in the spirit realm, when there's spiritual blocks, there's, there's so there's productive pain. And when we push through that, it, it becomes our playground after the pain was there. 
And and I would say, just to the the people who aren't familiar with that or or that thought terrifies them, I have found that when we say productive pain, that pain is far less than the pain of staying where you are. Yeah. When so it is is it difficult? Does it require effort? You know, do you have to face things that you probably don't want to face? Yes. Is it worse than where you are? No, it is far better. It is far better. Um, and that's one of the, for me, for me the, the healing process should not be more triggering than, <laughs> than, right. than before. Like, right. it's, like you're, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> if, if you're feeling worse, then, but, but will it require effort? Will it require participation? Yeah, but that, that's, that's a productive pain. Uh, like Megan said, that's a, a good, um, kind of like a good stretch. If you've been sitting for a while and you stretch and you can feel that tension, you can feel that, Ooh, I haven't moved in a while. Um, the older I get, the more that becomes a problem. <laughs> more kids I have, the more yeah. that becomes a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but it's, it's that, that good, that it's a, it's a good feeling too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's productive. It's productive. It is, it it's, is. it's a. And once a little... you're through it, it's just fan, You know, it's fantastic. Not that yeah. you don't ever have other things. I think you know, that's the, the tension of being, you know, essentially spirit beings in earth suits, um, right. as I've heard some people call it. As long until the earth is restored in whatever way that looks like, and how you know. Um, while it's, it's still a, a sinful place, we're going to have troubles. I mean, the Bible's very clear yeah. about that. We're, we're not guaranteed just all roses and, and, you know, sweet music, but. Right. Pollyanna but worldview. It, huh? A Pollyanna worldview. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, but it can, can all be productive. It can all be because God has promised that he uses all things for our good. Yeah. And I think that's one of the errors that, that people also get into when they say that, oh, well, God did this so that you could grow. No, God never did anything bad to you so that you could grow. Um, he is so brilliant at using the things that the enemy has done against you so that you can grow and become a better person and, and learn things about him in that darkness that you couldn't learn in the light or wouldn't, I don't know, um, that he's so, he's so good at it that it almost looks intentional, but, but it wasn't, that wasn't ever his intention for you to experience trauma, for you to experience, um, you know, horrible abuse and all, all kinds of stuff like that. That wasn't ever God, but can he use it? And can he create you to be just a, a great and shining, um, example of freedom to other people so that you can take revenge on the enemy. He absolutely can do that. And that it goes back to the dominion piece because mm -hmm. if they've coerced and stolen and co-opted against the creator who yeah. has his copyright on our destinies, yeah. moving through that pain and moving into God's goodness and, um, just some of the callings that he has, the goodness of God in your life, moving towards that, that is mm -hmm. massive, massive justice and a big punch in the face to the enemy yeah. because, you know, yeah. he was trying to co-op it and like mm -hmm. knock you out. 
And, and the, the more we do that, the more we show others that it's possible. So, you know, kind of, again, going back to what we've said several times, then it becomes kind of like the snowballing avalanche of, of healing mm-hmm. and, and destinies fulfilled because you can be an example that, oh, you know, I made it through. I've sh- I hear, you know, I know how. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, no two people's paths are going to look exactly the same, but knowing that it's possible is I think 90% of the, of the journey. So, yeah. It's yeah. just being willing to take that, that first step and having hope that there is, there is much better for you out there. So, so like with this whole spirit forward living theme that we've been talking about, everything is coming from the spirit realm down through the lens of expansion of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. You have an entire course and an entire brand new book, which is really cool, um, which released last week. But when this podcast releases, it's going to be like months from now. Yeah. um, Yeah. We should have all the tech bugs worked out. Yeah. All tech bugs. Um, It's really interesting because you have partnered with Seneca Sherbin Uh and y'all's course has been phenomenal. And I, I, I haven't read your book. I bought it because I, it hasn't mailed to me yet. Um, but I know that the book is going to be just as awesome. Could you tell us how these supernatural strategies work, um, to progress us forward specifically in business at this point? Cause there are mm-hmm. a lot of business owners that listen here in this realm. Right. Tell us a little bit about that. So kind of the entire premise of what Seneca and I are doing is in it, it just flows exactly with what we've been talking about. If God created you to do business, then he has something specific in mind for you and for your business. So in kind of getting back to a lot of our, our religious blocks say that there is this division of business and, you know, like the only holy callings are to become a pastor, a priest, or whatever your, um, tradition calls your the spiritual leaders or an evangelist and that's pretty much it like so a business person isn't and we believe that you can be called to be a business person and that that is an as equal a calling as anything else as being a pastor as being an evangelist um, and in many ways I think you can be you can reach more people that way so we, we deal with a lot of kind of like getting past that, that head trash, as I like to call it, um, all of the junk in your head that is preventing you from recognizing that this is a valid, viable calling, that God gave you gifts, he gave you skills, he gave you desires and abilities in this realm, and that's a great thing, that's a fantastic thing. So we have, um, and then you also need to know kind of like, what I mentioned before. So you, you need to understand what, what it is that, that God created you to do, what your business should be, how it should kind of present itself to the world. But then you also need to know the practical things of exactly how do I do that? So how do I do a website? How do I do a mailing list? How do I do? So all of the practical walking it out so you can not just have this kind of spiritual, oh, you know, but also, okay, let's get our boots on and we're going to tromp through some mud to get there. Um, that's, so we have, we have both of those things. We actually have on, um, it's supernaturalbiz.com. And we have, depending on 
because we know there are a lot of people that they have been so blocked. They know they want to have a business. They know they're called to something. They have zero idea where to start. So we have one class um, and we've changed the name. So I think it's, <laughs> and I think we just titled it something real obvious and simple. What, what kind of business should I start? And so it's, I, I think there's seven um, lessons there. It's a short class um, that you can take on our site that will help you kind of identify the, the things that God has placed in you to give you some ideas of, of what might that business be. So if you have a business idea, then we have the Supernatural Business Challenge, which is on our site. And that's what the book is. It's kind of this um, beginning piece. And that's where we address a lot of the, the head trash issues, kind of the, what is your business vision? What is your lifestyle vision? Um, those kind of spiritual um, and emotional, we don't deal as much with the practicalities in that. And it's a, it's a, short, it's a short book, short class. So short, but complex, I think. Highly, <laughs> highly helpful. Because if you are a member of Dallas Holistic Health Group, you have seen some of these brilliant <laughs> systems that came from Holy Spirit and really great yeah. counsel from Seneca yeah. and Alice. So, and then we, and we have a full class that then gets down into the, that we're calling the foundations of supernatural business growth. And that's kind of like the nuts and bolts of, of how to do that, but still staying true to what God is saying and, and tapping into the spiritual revelation of um, the ideas that God has for your business that may not be, you know, exactly the same for, for everybody else. So. Yeah. You also mentioned head trash. You have a course on yeah. how to take out your head trash. So mm -hmm. where can people find you and the work that you do? How can they connect with you, Alice? So, um, I, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, you can connect with, um, the, the supernatural business classes at supernaturalbiz.com. Um, and B I Z is the supernatural B I Z.com. You can connect with my inner healing practices at emotionalandspiritualhealing.com. My art is at alicearlene.com. Arlene is my middle name. Um, and my book design it, business is um, at kingdomcovers.com. So, and then the magazine that I mentioned earlier is indieauthormagazine.com. Um, and my books are available pretty much wherever books are sold. So the ones I tend to have them that most of them deal with, um, like they're, they're based on helping people do the thing that I do in my businesses. So I have links to them. Um, most of my books are on emotional and spiritual healing.com. I do have several art books, um, with that story and my artwork and, and that kind of stuff. So, and those are, are listed on those respective sites, but they're also available wherever books are sold. So Perfect. And we'll put a link in the description if you just want to connect with her in one click. So Alice, <laughs> thank you so much. I really, oh, I just love talking to you and learning so and listening. Fun. So this has been super fun. It has been. Thank you so much. You're listening to Medicinal Minutes with Megan Mazinga.